0: It is absolutely beautiful out today. I'm so happy. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. With one problem. You're sick. (laughs) Yep. I'm sorry. You're sick. (laughs) Oh, I really am. So, but I know that you'll get better. And I know that it's still beautiful outside. (laughs) And I love it. And I think it's just amazing. So <sighs> I hope you feel better. Do you, is, it, is it just because of your cycle or is it just anxiety and cycle? Is it headache, anxiety cycle?
1: I think that it's honestly, I think that instead of getting whatever Nikki had, that mm-hmm. I'm just my body is fighting it off because I don't have the cough or the runny nose literally the only time that i had it was when i had started crying because my my whole body just aches and i'm cold but it's not cold so i think that i have just a slight fever and i'm achy because of that so i i hope that that's all it is cuz then that means that you know by tomorrow i should be fine and that's you know normally what happens cuz yeah no i haven't i haven't been Snotty or gross or like you know having stuff like stuck in my throat or anything. It, it's literally just I was cramping one day, had a yet headache all day yesterday, and now mm-hmm. I, my whole body just hurts. So, and I'm tired, which those are those are all things that like it, I think it's it's frustrating because those are things that I ha- that happen to me when I am on my period, and then the only other sign is that yeah I'm cold and it's not cold.
0: Okay, so well, and then you're, that's your body actually doing what it's supposed to do. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, and that's gonna change up what we talk about today because we were started talking about it. I was like, mm, let's go ahead and get onto the podcast and do it. And you're like, I'm sick, but okay, let's do it because you know you we we we've gone through medicines and talks and pharmaceuticals and and, and discussions before and. Uh, you know so i i get it so yeah def- definitely and i i know that you're gonna feel better and i'm glad your body's fighting it And your body's only fighting it because you said it yesterday you know you're the healthiest you've ever been mm-hmm. you know because your body is like r- able to fight this where before it's like you couldn't even get oh, up yeah, like every when i first single time mm-hmm. that
1: I had, it was change of seasons every time so four times out of the year i would get like sick sick but now mm-hmm. it's every once in a while. And, like, those are just, like, sick, sick. I would still get sick other times. But this is the first time that I've been sick in a while. So it's it's definitely weird knowing that, like, I just, I went from, yeah, having, literally, catching illnesses every turn of the seasons. All of my family would be down for the count and like literally couldn't do anything everybody staying home mm-hmm. from school everybody was whining and coughing throwing up everything like all the time and now yeah I get sick maybe once a year <laughs> and it's just it, it is weird <laughs> because I you know I'm afraid of being sick for the most part but that's also changed for me <laughs> so it's just yeah. yeah no of course I was like yeah no super healthy and then the world was like ha yeah you may be healthy it doesn't mean that you're not gonna still not feel good (laughs) so Mm -hmm.
0: no and and like for me it's definitely able to tell when i'm up in my health and when i'm not and when i'm doing well on food um my body's just like we're good like eating your salad eating the salads eating the greens eating the fruit, like I was actually really proud of myself. I I think I'm the one that ate the majority of the fruit salad on Easter because I just I was going to town on that. And then, you know, um, dinner night before last. I mean, yeah, we had chicken, but I also had almost all the green beans Mm -hmm. and I had a big salad. And so it's like, you know, I got up and I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go, (laughs) you know. um, But. You know, it's, it's, it's important. I mean, it, it really is. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about heavy today. Cause we're going to talk about the history of some of this stuff. And I think I've got some good stuff for, you know, to teach you. And it's really funny because I, I realize that things that are common to me are common to me because I've known them forever. And I forget that they're so, they're not common to everybody else. Like, do you know who Clark Stanley is? No. Okay. So you know and so yeah that's that's kind of important so with that welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and
1: i'm kiki and we
0: talk about everything
1: and nothing all
0: at the same time by two people who are just trying to stay healthy so okay you've heard the phrase snake oil salesman you've heard ancient chinese medicine mm-hmm. and you've heard you know holistic healing natural remedies you know all all, all all of these different things right like native americans have been using this for blank for thousands of years and you know the chinese have been using blank for blank for you know thousands of years and da, 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 da. okay so and we had this discussion because we were talking about the fact that you know taking motrin and Look, ibuprofen by any other name is just ibuprofen. Tylenol is acetaminophen. Acetaminophen by any other name is acetaminophen, right? Mm-hmm. But marketers are, you know, mostly idiots, and jerks, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, but um, China, ancient Chinese medicine, we w- people talk about it and they have a reverence to it, right? There's this, ooh, and, you know, the Chinese have been using such as look, the Chinese have been using seal penis to cure erectile dysfunction for over a thousand years and and things like this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, And, yeah, there are people using all kinds of things. There were shamans and there were, you know, um, witch doctors and there were all these different people that were utilizing all of these things that, you know, would cure something or make somebody sick or do all these different things and cure these ailments and we had all kinds of things that we were doing and people don't talk out against that stuff enough in all honesty because a lot of the crap is crap and a lot of the the stuff was the power of the mind right so like i'll give a, i'll give a prime example with ancient chinese medicine there were things that men men can take and, and you know and just just know that I'm not going just on ancient Chinese medicine here. I mean, because we're talking about the Paleolithic era, which is like 60,000, 62,000 years ago. Okay. okay, Was where archaeological evidence was found of people utilizing natural remedies and having shaman or, you know, whatever you wanted to call them back then. Medicine doctors and people that were saying, oh, so-and-so gets stomach cramp. Okay. Well, let's give them these combination of plants. And then, you know, and then a couple of days later, you know, oh, whoo, he cured me. Somebody else comes in and it's like, you know, give a different combination, make it a little bit better. Right. We think it's going to get a little bit better. Killed that guy. Whoopsie. It's a miss. He must have been demon possessed or something like that, you know, and it killed him. The next person comes in and it's like, hey, we're going to give you this combination and this is going to cure, you know, their immense pain. They think they're going to die. And it's like, so we give them this, they take this two days later, they're up, they're healthy, they're running around. The next person comes in feeling the exact same way and gets that gets that exact same medicine. They're up and they're running around. Awesome. So, you know, this is the way medicine was. This is the way it was. It was trial and error. And it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of error, you know, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But there was also psychosomatic healing in this because... If I saw Kiki, and we were in the same tribe, and Kiki and I go out on a hunting expedition, right? Mm -hmm. And Kiki gets violently ill, horribly sick. I am sure she is going to die. Why? Because people die in our tribe all the time, right? I don't know why. When I eat that snake, it kills me. But we go back, and and you go to the shaman, and that shaman gives you something, and you get better, right? Right? Now I go back out on another hunting trip And you and I go out this time And this time I get oh my god I'm going to die Get me back to the shaman give me the same thing you gave her Gives me the same thing you gives her Oh whew, good now I know I'll be okay Because you gave me the same thing you gave her How much of that was actually healing And how much of that was psychosomatic Because you were actually just getting over something That you we were going to get over anyways But I was so confident in the quote unquote medicine I was being given That my brain said yeah I'm going to get better and so I got better and so of course I, I, I attribute 100% there's no false equivalency in this at all right mm-hmm. I, equu- I equate exactly what I got to the shaman giving me the medicine right okay mm-hmm.
1: so it's like the the same thing where people basically test things by giving one person the actual thing and one absolutely. person the placebo
0: absolutely you know it was, and that was what these these shamans would do and they would try things and you know and I won't say shaman I'll just say medicine men okay because I don't want anybody to think, oh, I'm I'm referring to one one tribe or anything, but in Paleolithic era, where we refer to medicine men, they were commonly referred to as shaman, so I'll just say medicine men because I don't want that t- to be a thing. But with ancient Chinese medicine, right, and the art of the Orient and all of this, it became a business. It became a very big business. If your foot hurt, yeah, there's an herb for that. If there, if You know, you were having problems with your eyes? Oh, well, here, this combination of things worked for that. Oh, you're having problems performing in bed? No problem. Here, have this. You know what a lot of scientists are realizing? the Do you know what the greatest contributor to erectile dysfunction is?
1: Hmm.
0: It's stressing about erectile dysfunction.
1: That makes sense.
0: So when you take a pill for erectile dysfunction, you know, now I'm not talking about a medical pill like Viagra. I'm talking about, like, people are like, they believe, hey, if, if you have enough manganese, you have enough zinc, you know, then your erectile dysfunction is fixed. And if you believe that and you take enough manganese, you take enough zinc. Now, now I'm, not, I'm not saying that these aren't good for you because those have been scientifically proven. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I give you this pill and you believe this pill is going to help with your erectile dysfunction, then you don't stress about your erectile dysfunction. So your penis works. And what do you attribute it to? The pill. Not your brain. Not your weak brain. Right? Mm-hmm. And so medicine was a big part of everything. And everybody respected it because, man, you didn't want to upset the the medicine, you know, the medicine men.
1: Because they'll kill you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because they give you whatever the hell they want and you don't know. And it wasn't uncommon. I mean, it was not common, but it wasn't uncommon. That if, you know, medicine man didn't like you, whoopsie, you know, they had, they had little containers of things that they knew could do damage to you. But medicinally, we did a lot of crazy things, right? Mm-hmm. We did, we, we, if you, if you were sick we, and, and a medicine man determined that, you know, your blood was toxic, what did they do? They'd leech you or cut you let you bleed out we get less of that blood in you and you'll be okay you know or hey we'll put take that blood out of you and i want you to drink this pig's blood there were so many different things from so many different things from so many different places but then a beautiful thing happened and science happened and science changed all of it but right before science changed all of it there was clark stanley and this is this is why it's important, because when you and I first got together, you swore by Motrin up and down, right? And it was like specifically the brand Motrin, even though I was like, you know, it's just ibuprofen. Did not care. Motrin, right? It was like that that was all there was to it. You I'm sorry. I mean MIDOL. You wanted Midol. Right? Mm-hmm. And I told you, you know, Midol's is just acetaminophen. But no, you, you wanted Midol. <laughs> Midol was the only thing that was going to work because you tried it and it worked. So mm-hmm. that false equivalency was there, right? Yep. And looked at it, showed you it, and what's the number one ingredient in Midol?
1: Acetaminophen.
0: And so gave you acetaminophen and you were fine. Once you knew this, the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. And... You know, false equivalencies we do all the time. You know, somebody will sit there and they'll go out and they'll go swimming and they'll put, no joke, if I took three white pebbles, put them in my pocket and went out swimming in the ocean and a shark didn't eat me, then I would know that the shark didn't eat me because of my three white pebbles. It was protection, it was good luck and the sharks wouldn't eat me. So I, I proved it right because I would go out there and the sharks didn't eat me. So then if I took those three pebbles and I put them into a necklace and I said, every time I go swimming with this necklace, I am shark proof. No sharks are going to eat me. Watch. I go swimming out there and I have these three pebbles and you're on the beach and I show you I'm out in the water. No sharks are eating me. So you should buy this necklace with these three white beads on it. And those will keep you safe from sharks.
1: So it's literally just the... Like manifestation isn't necessarily a lie, the things that they tell you about mm. it, because it's just if you genuinely believe that something's going to happen sure to you, it's going to happen
0: yeah and 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 here's the thing
1: <coughs>
0: let's say that I know for a fact that what I'm saying is b s well let, let's go to the other side actually let's say that I hundred percent wholeheartedly and zealously believe in it. There is nothing you can do to dissuade me. Let's say somebody takes my little three-bead necklace, goes out and goes swimming, and is eaten by a shark. You know what I say?
1: You didn't wear it right. Huh.
0: Necklace must have fallen off, or you mustn't have worn it right. Or Wait, were were you out there swimming with the necklace while facing the wrong hemisphere? Like, there's so many factors, because, I mean, I sold 10,000 of these necklaces. I practically gave them away. Right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and nobody else was eaten by a shark, but but this one person, I think their necklace must have fallen off. Maybe they didn't fasten it properly. That's scary because the other nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine people are fine. I'm fine, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, this is the thing that happens. This is where a lot of these medicines and everything came from. Now, were there things that actually ended up working? Yes. Were the things that were stumbled on? Yes. Native Americans used to chew on willow bark, and willow bark would help with head pains and delirium and things like that. Do you know what's in willow bark?
1: Mm-mm. Aspirin. Oh okay. Okay. So
0: Stanley Clark, I'm getting closer to him, and it's really important to understand this because once you understand this, it just it really does change everything. Now, I want everybody to understand. I 100% believe that your diet affects you. A bad workout, uh, a a great workout cannot be trumped by a bad diet. It just can't. Okay. But Clark Stanley, known as the king of the snake oil salesman, was the number one practitioner of... Chinese water snake oil, and to understand this: you got to understand that, you know, back in the 1800s, when um, the the Chinese Chinese would come over and they were working on the railroads, and they had uh, been using snake oil from the Chinese water snake as a remedy for a ridiculous amount of ailments for for thousands of years. Like the Chinese water snake was revered for everything it had what did it actually end up having a lot of omega 3s so things uh, that would help your body right mm-hmm. and so it actually worked and so it was this big thing and the chinese would use snake oil as a remedy and the oil was extracted from the chinese water snake which was it was believed properly to have healing properties even though they really didn't understand what it was it was just ancient Chinese medicine. So when the Chinese uh, immigrants began arriving in the U.S. in the you know mid-1800s, some of them brought with them bottles of snake oil. But it wasn't long before some salesmen said, oh, so snake oil is awesome. that Chinese use it. And these are not marketers. These are salesmen. Let's make this difference. <laughs> said, you know what? cool the popularity of snake oil now in comes clark stanley start clark stanley becomes the, the rattlesnake kin king touting about how much better rattlesnake oil was oh god then even water snake oil and he would often do his big spiels he he'd have he'd have promoters that would come into these towns and we're not talking about little towns we're talking about these hustling bustling towns along the rails which was the big thing back then and it would say oh my gosh 3 days and Clark Stanley is coming with his miracle rattlesnake oil. The, the snake oil salesman king is coming to town and they would hype it up and they would go around to these bars and they go around to different businesses and they'd be like "Do you guys see this? These are people that he's paying, right? They're, they're coming around saying oh my god and then the buzz was created. This was literal social media marketing okay? Done by a guy who in three days was going to be showing up in their town. So Clark Stanley comes in and pulls out a snake a rattlesnake and talks about the the curing amazing benefits of it curing everything from gout and heart you know heartburn to cancer brain tumors lesions and all of these things because you know, and look at the Chinese. We all see how young they look and how strong they are. Look at them building this railroad. We, man, so many of us can't do this and we have these pains and aches and, you know, if you have pains and aches, this snake oil will cure you and would sell these by the thousands, like would sell out everywhere he went. And, you know, these people that were out there as promoters are also the people like, oh, yeah, I remember my aunt was blind and she took this snake oil and it was amazing. The snake oil helped and it cured her. And people are like, oh my gosh, well, I don't want to go blind. So I'm going to take the snake oil. And Clark Stanley would guarantee if you took the snake oil, you didn't go blind. And so, literally, this man was, had a mast, like people would, would wait for him to come back to their towns. They would see the posters to the point. He just literally would just have his promoters out there just putting up the signs. They didn't have to do anything. Then the people would talk about it because somebody would, Oh, I was, I was sick. I was so sick. I couldn't get up. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I took a a teaspoon of, you know, Clark Stanley's snake oil and it cured me in two days. I was Up and over my food poisoning and I I was up like it was like no problem. And it was amazing to the point where the president got involved. So President Teddy Roosevelt invited you know Stanley, invited him to Washington, DC. To prove the effectiveness of his cure and Stanley, so full of himself and so sure of what he what he was doing and what he was offering, he agreed. He set up a demonstration in front of the White House. He drank a mixture of his snake oil, offered it to anyone who would try who, who wanted to try it, declaring that it would cure anything and Several people took him up on his offer, and he went on to give a series of lectures and demonstrations around the country. Touting that he did it in front of the White House with the president's approval and how great and amazing he was. Right. Okay. And people were taking this right and left. But what ended up happening. Was in 1917. In 1917, Stanley, who, his his fame literally ended up being his downfall. Because it was literally the scientific community grabbed bottles of his snake oil and found out that there was no snake oil in it. What? Yeah, in fact, the majority of what he was selling was mineral oil.
1: (laughs) Yep. Wow.
0: And it did nothing. When they looked at the health benefits... For it, they found out, yeah, the, the, the Pure Food, Food and Drug Act of 1906 literally sought down, uh, sought to, to just stop the sales of these patented, because they would patent them to make it seem legit, mm-hmm. and patented medicines, and this is what ended up nailing them, because they, they seized the shipment of his snake oil. And federal investigators found that it primarily contained mineral oil and it was mostly, you know, and had beef fat, red pepper, and turpentine in it. Yeah. What is that? Turpentine? Paint thinner. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, it didn't actually have a drop of snake oil in it. That's what they were able to get him on. They couldn't get him on Anything else, and so he got you. Know, imagine how bad the consequences were, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was basically the equivalent today of a $500 fine,
1: <laughs> you know, what yep,
0: for violating the Food and Drug Act in misbranding his product falsely and fraud- fraudulently. Because he called it snake oil and it wasn't. Today, we use the phrase snake oil salesman to refer to people who are doing all kinds of crap like this. This one pill will help you lose a shit ton of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, this politician's making all these promises, but they're nothing but snake oil salesmen because we know they're not going to give us what they say that they're going to be. This man tells you that he's going to love you forever. He's going to be this and that, and he's going to take you. He's a snake oil salesman. These are literally where the phrases came from. The, the, the problem is... It, is that he wasn't, you know, murdered. He wasn't lynched. He wasn't anything. In fact, I, I believe that he died from tuberculosis. That's so, kind of funny. Yeah, no, no. It's, that's I was common. His, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. his,
1: you know, nice little happy snake oil that wasn't snake oil couldn't mm-hmm. cure him of his tuberculosis.
0: What, what's even more funny about it is, remember, the legitimacy of snake oil... Is legitimate,
1: so if he would have actually used it, he would have been fine he he
0: would have he would have been better off because original water snake oil had again omega three fatty acids made sense right mm-hmm. <sighs> but he didn't he lied, and so because of that, this man went down in history for this and i and I say this because i I want you and everybody else and, and you already understand this we've talked about it enough that No industry goes into business to put itself out of business. No industry. Let's say that again very carefully. No business goes into business to put itself out of business. The pharmaceutical industry today is no better than snake oil salesmen or Chinese medicine, with very few exceptions, being... The things that we know the health benefits of because of the scientific community, not the pharmaceutical community. The scientific community knows that oranges contain vitamin C and fiber. And that th- that vitamin C and fiber helps with your immune system, helps with your digestive system, and helps with you overall. Vitamin D, vitamin E, vi- we know these things. Vitamin B12. We know the benefits of these. Mm-hmm. What we don't have substantiated in any way, shape, or form is the benefit of the supplements ever being better than the foods they come from. With the exception of vitamin D, because you can't get that from food.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You don't, if you're drinking vitamin D milk, guess what? Nope.
1: (laughs) I've always thought that was weird.
0: Do you know know where you get vitamin D from? The sun. The sun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're sick, you're not feeling good. They, they, we have a cancer institution, you know, we have business. Nobody's gonna put themselves out of business. Everybody makes their money and their numbers. And then when something turns out, and how many pills do we see that are recalled? How many pills are off the market? How many things do we see that come through? and disappear. And then there's a lawsuit, class action lawsuits. How many things are we told that they're so good for us and they're so amazing, but at the end of the day, we're just sucking in mineral oil. And the reason that we get better is because you would have got better. You know, we, we talked about this, you know, um, with the restrictive diet ending up being what was probably benefit, right? The fact that people tell you that salt is bad for you, but what they're not telling you is that when you reduce sodium, you generally reduce the amount of You know, preserved and prepared foods that you're eating, and you're eating more raw and and natural state foods, Mm -hmm. which is always going to be better for you. Raw spinach, natural spinach, is always going to be a better source of iron for you than an iron pill. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, you know, but Clark Stanley literally was a millionaire. Who was charged $429 for selling a lie. $429.
1: That's annoying.
0: The industry knows. That's why, think about it. All the pills and all the things that you're told about that, that cut weight and do this and get you in shape and, and help your brain and help this and help that. And it's always something new. Right now it's mushrooms. Now, I already know that there we all a lot of us know or believe heavily that there are benefits to mushrooms and there, yeah, like there having
1: are more calcium than milk.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But does that mean mushrooms are the great cure all? No. No. Does that mean I can take a mushroom if I take a mushroom pill and then go eat my nitrate laden pizza right afterwards that I'm doing good for my brain? No. No. You know. People got better because of Clark Stanley, but that's because their brain believed they were going to get better. Your brain is an amazing thing. Do you know what the, they, there was a, a study and I'm going to, I'll find it and I'll put it up on the website, um, stupid <laughs> I'll put it up on the website where it showed that the people who were given placebos and told it was an amazing weight loss drug and told specifically what it did was it curbed their appetite. It made them eat less. And because of that, but at the same time, it was helping with their energy levels. So they were exercising and working more. People were given placebos and told that. And another group of people were just told the basics. That it was you know, it's a weight loss pill. And people who were given a weight loss pill, a popular weight loss pill, that was a green tea extract, do you know who lost the most weight?
1: The people with the placebo.
0: The people with the placebo who were given a long explanation of what that placebo was going to do. Because they did it. Their appetite went down. They had more energy. They found themselves exercising more, walking more, having to go around and do a bunch of things, and eating less. Wait. So what you're saying is eating better, eating less, and exercising more? Helped these people to lose more weight than... <laughs> and that, And that's what it is most of it is bunk shark fin soup is believed to be an aphrodisiac bird's nest soup is believed to be an aphrodisiac most of these things that are believed to be aphrodisiacs contain no zinc which is actually known to help with blood flow for men specifically and for women and guess what shocker they're still touted and there's nothing wrong with them as long as they contain the ingredient they say they're supposed to contain (sighs) so I'm just going to put this out there so people understand this seal penis was debunked a long time ago as having any kind of reproductive help assistance in any way shape or form for people who had sex the same amount of times the same amount of days as those who didn't the reason that you know a certain people believed it was better because you were told eat this seal penis and have sex three times a day and you will get pregnant well if people were having sex once a week and bumped up to three times a day yeah the odds of you hitting that ovulation were much bigger much better Mm -hmm. so you're going to get better (laughs) you're going to feel better and now you know somebody I had to do a report on in junior high I learned about this man in junior high how much do you want to bet that my daughters two of which are in high school don't know who Clark Stanley is
1: (laughs) Well, you didn't know considering I had no idea who this man was Mm I'm going to go with they're never going to know unless you tell them
0: but you've heard the phrase "snake oil salesman
1: yeah, only only a couple of times, but mm-hmm. no, I've heard I've heard people talk about just things that were that you talked about. Like I've heard people reference them, but I never knew what they were. Mm-hmm. Like it just wasn't. I knew like there was a point, like knowing that at some point there was there were people that were taking rattlesnake oil or rattlesnake yep. venom and all this other stuff, and like things like that are not <laughs> uncommon, which you think they would be considering it's you know venom but people sit here and take these things for the thought that they're gonna cure this this thing that's a problem with them Mm -hmm. which is it's it's always been weird to me that people think that by taking something orally they're going to fix a problem that has nothing to do with their digestive system Mm -hmm. when it's got you know not any real kind of benefit to just like do whatever it is I think it's going to do it's, yep. just, it's always just weird I, I don't know
0: and you know all because the Chinese had it and it was a legitimate product that would help with their aches and pains while working on the railroads because omega 3 fatty acids are effective when it's used to treat arthritis and bursitis muscle aches fatigue those kinds of things because there's an, an- anti omega threes are anti-inflammatory and so because of that and why is Chinese snake water snake oil still available today by the way and you know and still use but we already we know what's in it that works and now that we know the ingredients and things that work and what don't we learn better when we want to educate ourselves what is psychosomatic and what isn't don't get me wrong this might actually end up being one of the cases where ignorance is bliss because if you believe that sugar pill is going to cure you take it because you're just going to let your brain and body do the work right Yeah. so it's a balance but if I come to you and tell you that it's going to cure you and you don't get medical treatment because you believe what I give you is going to cure you then I'm a snake oil salesman and I need to not be here anymore so with that said
1: Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from, like our podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description, and don't forget to visit our website.
0: And Peace out with your peace out.